which is, uh, well, we have one Cajun out here that knows exactly where you live. Hallelujah. And, <laughs> hallelujah. It's exciting. <laughs> and um, and they, they pastored for uh, out of 30, 40 years. Uh, 37. 37 years. 37. Reserve Christian Church in Reserve, Louisiana, there next to Laplace, and have just raised up a wonderful, wonderful, spirit-filled local church doing the vision and uh, recently handed it over to their son, who's now the senior pastor. And they've been released by the Lord to now come and serve other pastors and local churches. And we're just, we're just thrilled that they would want to uh, come here and be with us and begin developing relationship, uh, particularly with, obviously, Trace and myself. But we want you to know them as well. We want their voice to be heard in your spirit as well. We could take a long time telling you a lot of things about uh, this couple and I know when uh, Pastor Rod comes and shares, Mary will come and I'm sure bring greetings as well. But I, I just want to tell you how I met them years now ago when we first started to enter into the vision of the Twelve, the principle of the Twelve. Uh, one of the things that we were encouraged to do as pastors was to make sure that we were doing everything we were calling our people to do. You can't call someone to go somewhere you haven't been yourself. And so... We flew out to uh, past Christian Mississippi there, Gulfport, Biloxi area, and went to a retreat center, beautiful retreat center, which, by the way, is no longer there due to Katrina. But at the time, a beautiful retreat center where pastors from all over the nation were coming in order to go through an encounter that would be uh, hosted and served by other senior pastors. And it was while we were there um, that my small group leader, Pastor Van Decody, you remember the Decodys, they were with us, and he was uh, in my small group. And uh, Pastor Rod was one of the main speakers at the session. And I won't tell you all that he shared with regards to the message, but as he was sharing this message, I, I and you'll find his sense of humor, I just love his sense of humor. And um, if, if you don't like it, I'm just, that's going to be a tough thing because he's going to be around to give us lots of it. And I love it. And I think you will too. But he started to just share stories and I started to laugh. And I had never laughed so hard in my life. And I'm just wanting you to know, I needed a good laugh. I mean, I laughed so hard, I bent over and tears started coming out of my eyes. I was laughing so hard. And, and I told them both that I went, I went through all that was presented. I went to the cross. I, I, I went through the repentance process. I, I had curses broken over me. I did all the things that I was asked to do. But my deliverance came. When he started to preach, and I laughed till I cried, and something broke in me. And that's how God brought deliverance. Uh, some deliverance, at least. I probably need a whole lot more deliverance. Amen. Um, but nonetheless, that was, that was an important, pivotal moment. And I just said, I want to get to know him. And, of course, Trace uh, was in the ladies' area section, and, and Mary was ministering there, and there was a connection that was made there. And we, and we both walked away and said, we'd really like to meet those people. And so I've been functioning under this precept. You have no right to anything you don't pursue. And so I just decided I'm going to pursue them. I'm just going to hang around and go to meetings and invite them to come. And they came. And I'm so glad they did. And uh, they shared with some of the leadership yesterday. And I know they enjoyed it a lot. And so I'm looking forward to the whole congregation getting to hear from this wonderful couple. He's the senior overseer of the network of related pastors which we're a part of as well uh, we would understand that in our circles as he would bring apostolic covering he's a part of our oversight team as well and isn't it good to be connected 
You need a pastor. Everyone that's hearing my voice, you need a pastor. I need a pastor. Everyone needs a pastor. I believe that with all my heart. And he's one of those voices that's going to speak to me and speak to us. And so, Pastor Rod and Mary, we love you. Don't know you through the years, but know you long enough to know we love you. So we want you to come and share with us. And let's give them a big legacy welcome. Can we do that and honor the servants of the Lord? Praise God. Hallelujah. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. That's great. Thank you. God is great. God is good. God will make you feel like you should. <laughs> Jesus said, I came to give you life and that you might enjoy life. I mean, know oh, God wants you to enjoy life. He wants you to laugh. I said he wants you to laugh a little bit. In fact, he wants you to laugh a lot. And uh, every time I take my shirt off, Mary laughs. <laughs> she thinks it's hilarious. But I bring you greetings from the land of the raging Cajuns. I'm a Cajun. What's your name, sir? Where are you from? Oh, Lafayette. I finished college at Lafayette. I am educated. I don't sound like it, but I... That's great. Welcome to... You're from the land of Jambalaya, then. Yeah, and you suck crawfish heads? You drink cayenne pepper? Yeah, we, yeah, boudin, yeah. Man, I'm getting hungry. I want to go back home. <laughs> That's great. It's, it's a privilege to be under fellow Southerners, South Carolina. Got a couple exceptions here, but we receive them. Wally <laughs> from Boston. He's a Yankee. And then you got Randy from Connecticut. Where you at, Randy? I wish Randy would smile a little bit more. <laughs> Any other Yankees here? We got a few more. Hallelujah. I'm glad you won the war. <laughs> Thank God I'm free. How many people are free here? I'm free. I want more. I want more freedom. But it's an honor to be connected to Pastor Kevin and Tracy. How many know they're, they're great shepherds? Let's give the Lord a clap off and thank Now, I'm not smart like him. Now, I, and, and do I need an interpreter? Can you understand me? They got a Cajun thing about me. And, uh, but they're shepherds of the first order. They know the way of the sheep. They've been spit at. They've been hit at. I've heard their stories. I've heard their war stories. Uh, they know the way of the sheep. They know the, the, the trail. And they're feeders. They're lovers of your soul. They love you. And they're privileged to serve you. And they take it as a privilege. And they're so tender. They're so teachable. And you ought to thank God for shepherds like this. It's not everywhere that you have this. And so you're a blessed people in Jesus' name. But it's great to be with you. We sense God's presence here. Don't we, Mary? Amen. Say yes every time Amen. that I, I <laughs> trained her. It took me a long time to train her. We've been married 40, 48 years. And we've been, we've been happily married 10 years. So there's hope. There's two times I didn't understand Mary. There's before I married her and after I married her. So I quit trying to understand her. But isn't she, isn't she beautiful? Uh, 
We got shot out the cannon, you heard the pastor said, in January of 2007. Been pastoring 37 years there. And uh, the Holy Spirit has sent us out. We're sent ones. Uh, in July of 2004, I was minding my own business at home by myself, and the Holy Spirit visited me. It's an amazing thing when a visitation happens and you're not even seeking it. And I began to weep in his presence, and the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. He said, I'm going to use you in spite of your sins and shortcomings. Well, that's wonderful to hear that. That was a great word from the Lord, because I, I do have shortcomings in my life. Mary, don't I have some shortcomings? He does. Yeah. <laughs> I still have some flaws and faults. I'm a killer. To some people, that's, you know, I kill. I kill. Uh, if it flies, it dies. I'm a duck hunter. I'm, I'm going to be out in the marsh in the morning at daylight, and I'm going to be. Did I hear a mallard at work? Or... Uh, two weeks ago, whoever that was, I went to uh a camp, a hunting camp, and they got these pinned ducks. They're wild, but they, they feed them, and then they let them out, and you sit in the blind, and they fly over you, and you just kill them. We kill 170 mallards in two days. Isn't that beautiful? I see you late, miss, you don't like killing things. Uh, and then in the, in the afternoon, we went quail hunting. We killed 70 quail. And some of them, they're caged. You know, they let them out for us to hunt. And you gotta, sometimes you've got to kick them to get them to fly. And then once they fly, they die. <laughs> and it's over with. Isn't that exciting? Is there any, <laughs> any animal lovers in here or bird lovers? Oh, my Lord, I better shut up. <laughs> but... Uh, but then the Lord said, I'm going to break you in a thousand pieces and pour you out over the body. And so I'm a father to the body. Uh, I, I just, and I father pastors. I love your pastor, Brother Kevin. And Tracy is so easy to love. She's so excited. In fact, she's suicided. That's a new word the Lord gave me for supernatural excitement. She's, I mean, she just flows everywhere she goes. She's flowing and going and sowing. And isn't she wonderful? How many, how many of you don't love Tracy? And she's, she's beautiful. I, I love her. I, I tell you, I, it's, she's easy to, to flow with. And so, Mary, marvelous, this is marvelous Mary. Come up front, baby. You can come up a little bit. Don't be bashful. I'm not. I'm not bashful. Uh, we've, been, we've been married 48 years. Married her when she was 10. That's not true. And, and we're madly in love. <laughs> I said we're madly in love. Okay. Now, we're passionately in love. Okay. Okay. We, we were at Walmarts. And, how many of you have ever been to Walmarts? In Metairie, Louisiana. And I'm going to hurry up and stop and start preaching and let Mary share. And... and uh, I was at one side of Walmart's, and she was at the other side, and our eyes caught as we were looking, and she said when she saw me, her heart started skipping. And then I was at the other end, and when I saw her, my heart started skipping. I mean, we're just like young lovers. And so we looked at each other, and our hearts were skipping, so we just started skipping. 
toward each other and got right in the middle of Walmart's and we, we breasted each other. We did like, you know, like football players, we did that. And all the Walmart's start clapping. Isn't that beautiful? Now I added to the story. We, our eyes did meet, our hearts did skip, and that was it. The rest of it I just imagined, and maybe it was, you know, it was great imaginations, and, and uh, we wanted to do that, didn't we, Mary? Yeah. Say, did. yeah. But this is marvelous, Mary. Mary, why don't you greet the people? Praise God. As you get to know him, Cajuns exaggerate a little bit. Isn't that true? You're a Cajun. They stretch the story a little bit to make it interesting. But we do laugh a lot, and praise God. You know, laughter is a healing unto your soul. It really is. And so we all need to laugh a lot. We all need to be happy. We all need to be joyous. Praise God. But it is a privilege to be here. And we did have a very good time ministering to some of your leaders yesterday. And uh, we have been married for 48 years. We have five children and 21 grandchildren. And uh, Cajuns are producers. <laughs> we don't mess around. He wanted we let ten, it rip. We but let I it could rip. only go with five. That's as, that's as many I as I could go. I still want another one. Praise God. Well, She's only 63. <laughs> Come on, Father. I'm going to change her God. name from Mary, from Mary to Mary. You know, Sarah, this is Mara. I told him, no, that's not going to happen in Jesus' name. But anyway, <laughs> we were uh, shot out of the cannon in January. Our youngest son uh, started pastoring our church. We gave our 12 over to our uh, son and daughter-in-law in, in September, and then we handed the church over to him in January. And you know, when you pastor people for 38 years, you love them like your own family. And it was a bittersweet thing, and, you know, it's not like we were retiring and going home and just, uh, you know, sitting in a rocking chair until Jesus takes us home. We had purpose, and Rod's always desired to do this, to go out and minister to pastors and other churches, and he did one time a month for many years. But God was allowing him to do it full time, and it was a very difficult thing for me. And, you know, we just have to say, yes, Lord, I'm going to be obedient sometimes. And so when that happened, I had to say, yes, Lord, that I'm going to travel every weekend. And it's not like that I get home and I can just unpack and have the week off because I'm still principal at our elementary school. And I have a lot of extracurriculum activity things there like cheerleading sponsor and rings and caps and gags gowns and letterman jackets and on and on and on then we have to fit our grandkids in sometimes so praise god so we live a busy life but you know it's exciting to have purpose you know god wants each one of us to have a purpose and to be passionate about it and you know he loves each one of us and i know rod's going to preach a message this morning on the value of one and i'm so glad that 40 years ago god came and saved me and, you know, I know you're glad that you got saved. But, you know, there's somebody out there, a friend, a neighbor, a co-worker that needs to know the Lord. You know, and you're the one that's going to reach them. You're the one that's going to touch them. And so, you know, be passionate about the Lord. And be passionate about the one out there that needs Christ. So, God bless you. I love you. And it's a privilege to be here today. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Mary. Yeah, God is great, and Mary is, isn't she lovely, isn't she beautiful? Thank God for her. God gives us what we don't deserve. I'm at Habakkuk chapter 2 again. I, I started there yesterday. Habakkuk, or do y'all say Habakkuk up here? Y'all do say Habakkuk? 
Back of chapter 2, that's number 833, 833 in your Bible, page 8, 833. Isn't South Carolina an exciting, exciting city? Isn't it exciting to live here? You like it here? The prophet said, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and, w- and will watch to see what he will say unto me. You can put that first slide up there, Jerry, with a big J. Come on, big J, you, go- you got it. Today we're going to look at the Father's heart of seeing the value of one. But as I read this, we will watch to see what he will say unto me. And I shall answer when I'm approved or reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. Write the vision upon a table. A vision is a picture of the future that produces passion. Would you say that again? I'd be glad to. It's a picture of the future that produces passion. Martin Luther King had a vision of the future. He had a dream that produced passion. He saw one white child and one black child playing together on a playground, oblivious of their skin color. I have good news for the legacy. The name of this church is Legacy Cathedral, but the legacy of Martin Luther King. If he'd come to Reserve Christian School, we have about 300 students. There's a white child and a black child, Hispanic child, that play together, oblivious of their color. We're 50-50. 50 light skin and 50% dark skin. I'm sort of colored myself. I like dark skin. How about you? If you don't like my skin color, get over it. What big lips you have. So much better to kiss my wife with. What big ears you have. I know they're big, but so much better to hear you with. God gave me these ears, so don't make fun of them. I have a 24-foot bay boat with a 225 Yamaha on it. And if my motor breaks down, all I got to do is put my ears out, and the wind takes it. <laughs> Shalabala. Somebody say Shalabala. That's tongues. That means God is here. So I just taught you tongues. If you don't speak in tongues, get it today. See, I don't believe in that. Well, I do. I believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit without tongues. Well, you're wrong. Get the full, every shoe has tongues. Just about. So you ought to get it. (laughs) But anyway, God's great, isn't he? God's good. Billy Graham had a picture. I watched him last night on a classic rerun. He saw tens of thousands of ten thousands coming to Christ to the song, Just As I Am. That picture produced passion in his life, and he has left a legacy of millions being born again through the preaching of the gospel. Today, we're going to see God's heart for the final harvest. We're going to see the value of one. It starts at the cross. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe on him should not perish, but have Life everlasting is God's heart that no one, that not anyone should perish, but that everyone should come to repentance. God so loved the world, that's everyone. God loves everyone, but that whosoever, if the, that one should come to him, the drunk one, 
the depressed one, the harlot one, the abused one, the lonely one, that that one would come. God loves all, but he's after the one. And I know we're in the vision of 12 here, but how about the one? I know we're after the multitudes, but let's put a face on the mass. Let's look for the one in Jesus' name. The, the, uh, the rhema for the RCC body, that's Reserve Christian Church, is this. It's from 1 Peter, 2 Peter 3, 9. God is not willing that none should perish. That word none breaks down to no one. That no one should perish, but that everyone should come to repentance in Jesus' name. So today we're going to look at the value of one. By the way, you're one. Noah, how's your boat? Doing good. Noah rode the boat ashore. Hallelujah. Remember that song? Is that Noah or is that Micah? Micah. Micah or Michael? I thought it was Noah. Boy, Noah got more than he deserved when he got Kelly, didn't he? My Lord Jesus. I thought I made out. I said, yes, the ugly, beautiful women marry ugly men. And look at Woody and Marie. Wally. Well, same thing. Woody, Wally. He's from Boston. I love you, Wally. Shalabala. I love you people here. Y'all easy. Must be because you got a sweet pastor and his wife, huh? I may love pastor and his wife. Let's give the Lord another clap for them. Let's give the Lord a clap offer for Marvelous Mary now. Well, how about me? How about, how about Wally? Oh, that's enough. So we're going to see the value of one in creation. The value of one in creation. I'm reading from Genesis chapter 2 and verse 20. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly. Hear that word, the moving creatures that has life. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly. The plurality of creation. That's a hard word for a Cajun, plurality. When he made the fish of the sea, he made it in plurality. He made the speckled trout, the redfish, the black drum, the, 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 the trigger fish, the red snapper, and, and, and the sharks, and all those fish that we catch down at the mouth of the river. He made all that. When he made fish, he made it in plurality. Then in verse 22, he said, let the fowl multiply on the earth. When he created the fowl of the air, he created them in plurality. He created the, the mallard. He created the widgeon, the gray duck, the teal, uh, the spoonie, the spoonbill, the smiley mallard. He created the dogri, which you call a bluebill up here. He created the, the great ducks and the redheads and the wood ducks. And so when he created the fowl there, man, that, I tell you this, this finger, when you see that finger doing that, that's my trigger finger. I got a 12 gauge Benelli. I got a 12 gauge Beretta. I got a 20 gauge Benelli. And I, my, my house is loaded. I'm for farms. How about you? Selah. Let's meditate on that for just a minute. <laughs> Don't vote for them liberals that want to shut guns down. Don't listen to those people. 
How many voted voting for Hillary Clinton? Any hands? So this must not be a democratic hole here. You, yes, conservative. Good. Hallelujah. If she gets elected, I'm moving to Australia. I'm going Joan Hill's song. There we go. Thank God. Thank you. Thank you. And God said, let us, let the earth bring forth the living creatures after his kind, the cattle, the creeping things, the beasts of the field. When he created animals, animal life, he created in plurality. But when he came to man, he created one. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. One Adam created out of the dust, rough, rugged, and ugly, made out of snakes and snails and tadpole tails. You know who we are. Mary calls me a UCC, an uncultured Cajun. And he made one Eve, made her from the flesh. She's vivacious, she's beautiful. All women are beautiful. In the animal world, the male is the beautiful, the buck. In the, in, in the bird world, the duck world, the green-head mallard is the beautiful. But when it came to humans, he made woman beautiful. When God brought Eve to Adam, he said, wow, man. That's where we get woman from. I don't believe that's Hebrew. The Hebrew, the Hebrew word for woman is ishi. Did you know that? Yeah, I got you on that one. Hallelujah. <laughs> Ishi. And so when, when, when he brought Ishi, Adam said, Ishi mine? Ishi mine? Wow, man. God already had him geared up. He was geared up and ready. Hallelujah. Thank God for Jesus. People are born one at a time. 1230-39, a great light sprung up in southwest Louisiana. I was born. I was born a swan, and I became an ugly duckling. Well, I, that's, that's my opinion. And, and I, I was so beautiful. You should see my baby. I was such a beautiful baby. I mean, it's, it, the fact that my first name is Roderick, they said, we can't call this beautiful baby Roderick, so they called me Sonny. Don't call me that. That's an old name. Mary knew me as Sonny when she first met me, and she fell in love with my lips. I don't need Botox. I got it. When I was standing in the kitchen about a year ago, and this is a true story. Not lying. Mary looked at me and said, Rod, you got beautiful lips. <laughs> I said, thank you. But, but somewhere down the line, my body started going south. Don't know how it happened. Don't know when it happened. What are you laughing at, Steve? Yours don't look so great itself. <laughs> Is that your daddy? That's your father? I'm sorry. We've got to face reality. He don't look the same. The hair's falling out. My hair's falling out. I used to have beautiful black wavy hair, thick hair. You should have seen me. 
Then hair's growing all over my face. Where are you going, young man? I got, hair's coming out all over. It's coming out my ears. It's coming out my nose. It's coming out everywhere but up here. It's all, all of my... And something about aging. You, any of you older men find that? All of, and my wife's a hair plucker. Aggravates the snot out, out of me. Excuse the language. But she's always plucking. Plucking my eyebrows. Plucking my nose. Oh, look at this big one, Rod. I said, forget about it. Ears. And, and she keeps her tweezers in a little red purse. In a, and we flew into Birmingham the other day, and when the plane hit the ground, I saw that little red purse come out, and I started trembling. I said, oh, my God. Like my little Jackie the killer, my little dog that kills. Uh, uh, when you bathe her or shower her, what do you do to her? Bathe her, she shakes. And so when I see those tweezers coming out, I, tweezers, I start shaking because she's going to start plucking. She plucked. When did you pluck? Last night? And she's so proud when she plucks. That's what aggravates the snot out of me. She plucked three of them out here. Look, look at this. Look at this. Will you look at this? Look at this long, white, raggedy-looking hair. And then she, then she mocks me. My, my toenails are turning brown. They say it's fungus. I don't know what it is. My grandma used to watch her when she was 90-something years old and by the way, she sucked fat, so fat's good for you. She'll be 98 years old. She, I watch her suck fat out of T-bone, you know, the deal, just suck it out, and eat chicken, fried, chew tobacco. Don't chew tobacco. But she chewed tobacco, and, and she was about five foot tall, weighed 300 pounds. Lived to be 98 years old. So go ahead. And, and I used to look at her toes, and the ugliest toenails brown and black and blue and, and I'm looking at mine my god look at those toenails so anyway the, get back to the one the value of one people are born one at a time people are born again one at a time I was born again on an April afternoon in 1968 I shared yesterday no merit no morals no music the Holy Spirit Visited me in a bathtub, been out of a go-go joint the night before. God apprehended me at home in a bathtub, convicted me of my sin. I got born again at home. Mary said I had, before I got saved, she, you say that I had two tails, and they're gone, look, and four horns. That's how she described me. Of course, she wasn't no angel herself before she got saved. She used to cuss me like a sailor. But now all the horns are gone. All that's left is a bump. One bump left to remind me, look what I was, look what I am, look what Jesus has done. Isn't that great? Selah. Let's meditate on that just a minute. How many of you here were once sinners? Any sinner left in the house that's not saved? Anybody here today that's not saved? You're not saved? Oh, you, you are. Is he saved? Are you saved good, sir? You're sanctified? You're separated? Good. You feel good about yourself? Yeah, I do, too. I love myself. You love yourself? Man, I love myself. Christ in me. You love yourself? Man, you can't love nobody if you don't love yourself. That's why Jesus said, love others, you love yourself. Every morning I get before uh, the mirror. Wally, I, I believe you do this too. And I say, mirror, mirror on the wall. Amen. 
who's the most handsome of them all? And Mary says, you are, of course. You do the same thing. You and I both really look nice. <laughs> I like the way you sing. Well, I didn't think you had it in you, but you did okay. I have the gift of harassment. I like to harass people. Let me find Okay, the value of one. We see the value of one in creation. We see the value of one, Jerry, in the historical account of redemption. The fall of man came by one. And I quote Romans 5:12 by one man centered into the world and death passed on all men. All of us are going to die. I heard Billy Graham said saying last night many years ago in 10 years one out of 4 of you'll be dead. And that probably that is true here. One out of 4 of us will be dead in 10 years. So death has passed on us all. But redemption came by one man, the second Adam. Romans 5.19, by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, but by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Thank God, by one we've been made righteous. So as we look at the next, see, I want you to see God's heart for the one. I came here today for someone, maybe just one, but the trip will be worth it all if I've come for one. We certainly want 12, but how about just the one? We want the multitudes, but how about the one? Jesus said, if you receive the one, he was talking about children, you receive me. The reference point of eternal judgment is not based on your Bible knowledge, which you should have Bible knowledge. It's not based on your church attendance. You should, you should attend a church. It's not based on tithing. You should tithe. How many non-tithers in here? Non-tithers. You tithe, miss? Great. You're blessed then, aren't you? Does anybody else in here tithe? Tithers. I'm Cajun. Tithers. T-I-T-H-E-R-S. You make ten potatoes, you bring him the first potato. Are you with me? He said it'll open the windows of heaven. You won't have room enough to receive it, and it works. So it's not even based on your high morals. The reference point of eternal judgment is based on what you've done with the one. Yes, it is. And, and the criteria is in Matthew 5, 35. Don't turn to it. Just listen. He sets the sheep on his right hand, inherit the kingdom of God, prepared before the foundation of the world. For when I was hungry, singular, you gave me meat, singular, the one. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was a stranger, you took me in. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in prison, you visited me. When did we do these things? When did we see you hungry? When did we see you as a stranger? When did we see you in prison? Then the Lord Jesus made this statement. Inasmuch, this is going to separate the religious from the real ones. Inasmuch as you have done unto the one of the least of the brethren, you've done it to me. Martin of Tours was a Roman soldier, and this is uh, oral tradition handed down. And Morton became a believer, and he was coming into the city of Jerusalem, and there was a beggar shivering on a cold winter day and asked for alms. Morton didn't have any money. 
but he saw him shivering, so he took his old cloak off, he tore it in half, and he gave him half of his cloak. That night, Martin of Tours had a dream. In the dream, he saw Jesus Christ on the throne sitting with a half of a cloak around his shoulder. And, and one of the angels came to the, came to the Lord and said, Lord, where do you get such of an ugly old cloak? He said, Martin of Tours, my servant, gave it to me. What you've done to one of the least of the brethren, you've done it unto me. This separates the sheep from the goats. Question. I know you're here, and I'm glad you're here. I'm, Pastor, aren't you glad they're all here? I know most of you gave today. Aren't you glad they gave? Gave to that dirt over there in John's Island. Eleven and a half acres that God's going to give you all. But let me ask you, after all you've done, what have you done for the one? When was the last time you loved one? When when was the last time you saw one that was sick or one that was in prison? When was the last time you reached out to just one? The value of one. Jesus said, if you receive the one, you receive me. I know we're, we're excited about the multitudes, but how about the one? This one, Matthew 18, 11. And that's up there, Jerry. The mission of the secret Savior is based on the value of one. Yes, it is. In fact, the cross is based on the value of one. God so loved the world, everyone, that whosoever the one should believe on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It's the Father's heart that no one should perish, but that everyone should come to repentance. God wants all of Charleston South Carolina to be saved, but he starts with the one. Thank God he got this one. Thank God he got that one. Man, that was a mean woman before she got saved. Woo! Thank God he got this one, and that one, and, and this one, and then that one. And Are you one? You're his? Are you one? Thank God he, Maria, thank God he got you. Oh, thank God he got Wally. God have mercy on heaven. I mean on earth. Will, what are you smiling about? Thank God he got you. You were a mess before you got saved. Clemson lost last night. I'm sorry. I thought they'd beat that bunch of Boston people. B.C. guys. Thank God LSU beat South Carolina. Anybody shout with me on that one? LSU, the home of the fighting Bengal Tigers. Hallelujah. Shoot. If you like tackling, so somebody just run. I'll tackle you right here. <laughs> but the mission of the seeking Savior is based on the value of one. God loves all, but he's after the one. Come on now. Believe with me. Jesus said, for the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. Verse 11. But look the context that he's saying that in. He said, how if a man have a hundred sheep and one of them? Be gone astray. Does not he leave the ninety and nine and go after the one? I know we're excited about the twelve, but how about the one? Come on now, don't shout me down. Good preaching. Thank you. Thank you. It's the one. God loves the one. And, and, and does he not leave the ninety and nine and go to the mountains and seek? He seeks after that one which is gone astray. 
And if it be so that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoices more over the one than the ninety-nine that stayed. Come on now. That's good preaching. Thank you. It's the word. Even so, it's not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish, but that everyone should come to repentance. That's God's heart. And you go into Walmart today and Piggly Wiggly today and, and go into Shake and Bake, Shake and Steak or Shake and Bake. Do you have that here? Dunking, dunking uh, bread. Is it dunking bread? Dunking dough. We don't have that in Louisiana. We, we don't, we, we eat beignets in Louisiana. Y'all eat donuts. Krispy Kreme. Wherever you go today, look for someone. Keep your eyes open for the one. Maybe that one and this one. Are you his? Thank God you're his. God's not a man that he can lie. Has he not said it? And will he not do it? The worst days are behind you, and the best days are ahead of you, in Jesus' name. And God's going to do a great work in your home and in your marriage. You all married? You're not married. This is your first day in here? You're a visitor? And you meet me here? God have mercy. I'm not the pastor, so don't, don't judge the church by me. I love you. I love you. Forgive me for being too, too bold with y'all. My wife says, Rod, you're too bold with people. You shouldn't do that. I'm sorry. And so you meet him for the first time? You never met this man before? Are you single? Or are you married? He's married. He's taken. So don't sit too close. Where, where are you from? Georgia. Georgia. You're a Georgia peach. And the Beverly's a Georgia peach. You're a beautiful lady. And you're here for the first time. Don't leave. In, in. What's your name? Sheba? Like queen, queen of Sheba? Beautiful. Is there any single men in here? <laughs> Are you married, Sheba? Okay. At least I got that right. She's single. Well, this is exciting. Isn't this exciting, see? Hanobi? <laughs> What's your daughter's name? Callista. Y'all like different kind of names, don't you? <laughs> Sounds like Calypso, but anyway. It's the Father's heart that no one should perish, but that everyone should come to repentance. God loves all, but remember, he's after the one. You remember the hell woman at Jacob's well? You remember the hell woman? The lustful one, the one that had five husbands, was living with the sixth one. The, the rejected one, she had to go to the well at noon because everyone in the community didn't want to be around her because she was a harlot one. And that one, the seeking Savior, came to that one, the harlot one, the hell woman, the one at the Jacob's well, that one. And he said to her these words, he said, Whosoever drinks of this well will thirst again. But whosoever, whoso comes, that's singular, and drinks of the water I give him or her, that's singular, shall be in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. There are any hell women in here. How about any former hell women? Barely you raised, some of you just barely married, you should have raised your hand. You raised enough Hades or hell. 
I didn't want to say raise hell because that's sort of cussing. But she'd raised enough of it. She wasn't wild. She, she, didn't, she didn't suck cigarettes. How many of you in here suck cigarettes? She didn't suck cigarettes. Never mind. I used to suck them. LSMFT, lucky strike means find the backer. I used to suck the real thing. Thank God my lungs are clean now. And, and the Lord's going to set you free, whoever raised your hand. Because he'll kill you if you don't get rid of that stuff. But, but Mary, Mary, Mary was a good woman, but she was, she was an angry woman. Weren't she? At me, yeah. And <laughs> the Lord set her free. But isn't, isn't it wonderful that, Beverly, isn't it wonderful that God found you? And the other lady raised her hand. Isn't it wonderful that God found you? And he gave you water that's springing to life eternal now. Eternal life. In Jesus' name. So, so God's, God's after the one. He said, I've come to seek and save that which was lost. And the seeking Savior comes. And the value of one goes on in our Lord's ministry. And you don't turn to Luke chapter 12, Zacchaeus. You remember him? The tax collector? The hated one? The ostracized one? The one with, that was up in the tree? Jesus stopped for that one. That day, the ostracized one. And says, this day, Zacchaeus, salvation has come to your home. And Zacchaeus came down from the tree. And salvation came to him that day. To Zacchaeus, the hated one. And then there's the woman with the issue of blood. You remember her? The, the, the bloody one. The unclean one. You couldn't touch a menstrual woman uh, in the honor of the old covenant law. She couldn't even be touched. And, and God went after that one, the untouchable one. The multitudes thronged him, but one touched him. She touched the hem of his garment and said, Who touched me? Which one of you touched me? He said, I touched you. And Jesus said, This day, you're, and her, the, the issue of blood was dried up at that one. Then Bartimaeus, remember him, the blind one, the begging one, the one on the side of the road said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. And Jesus stopped and turned to that one. The disciple said, Shut up, Bartimaeus, shut up. Just be quiet. He said even louder, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus turned to that one and said, what would I do for you? I'd receive my sight. And, and so it was. He received his sight. But Jesus stopped. Then Nicodemus, you remember him, the religious one. Thank God, God will even save religious people. Isn't that amazing? You know, it's, it, it, it's not amazing to me when he saves an old sinner like me, wretched, no good, vile, uh, drunk, and, and, and wicked, and and, and not good enough to spit on most of the time. I mean, it, 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 but to save a religious person, I think it takes, it's a double miracle. Amen. Me, it's a miracle, but to save a religious person, it takes a mighty act of the Holy Spirit. Like Paul on the road to Damascus, almost got to knock him down to the ground and knock him out. They almost got to be blinded before they ever see the light. Bartimaeus, you remember him, the Pharisee, the separated one, the religious one, the, the leader in the synagogue, that one. A Pharisee was so religious, they had a thousand rules for every law, like keep the Sabbath day holy. They couldn't pick up anything heavier than a fig on the, on the Sabbath, the, the Jewish Sabbath, which is Saturday, Christian Sabbath is Sunday. If you've got any problems with that, see the pastor. <laughs> this is the Christian Sabbath, the day of the resurrection, and don't listen to the other thoughts. It, it ain't God. So this is the day we celebrate the resurrection. First day of the week, right, pastor? You're, you're not, you're not seven-day Adventist here. Thank God. I mean, they've got some beautiful Seventh-day Adventists. I believe some of them are really born again. Just, they, they just got hung up on, like the Jews, the Seventh-day. 
And they couldn't put, if their house was on fire, they couldn't put the fire out, but they could get a Gentile who they thought was a dog going to hell anyway, and they could get buckets of water and put their fire out for him. So that's the kind of man that came to Jesus by night. And he said, Jesus, you must be someone from God. No one could do the miracles that you do. And Jesus said to that religious one, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you must be born again. You cannot see and you cannot enter the kingdom unless you're born again. And out of that great discourse came John 3.16. For God so loved the world, that's everyone, that he gave his only begotten son, that if Nicodemus, that one, would believe on him, he should not perish, but have life everlasting. God loves all, but he's after the one. And then in closing, I, I could stay with the ones all day, Jathaph and, and Jeremiah and Isaiah and Moses. We could look at the history of the champions of faith and look at the ones uh, all day. But we're, I'm going to close with this thought, the parable of the value of one. The parables of the value of one over in Luke. Don't need to turn to it. The value of the one lost sheep. It's in this particular text. We already read it. But Jesus said that one that comes back. And listen to what he says. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents more than over the 99 just persons that need no repentance. If someone today, today repents one sinner in here gets saved. We should all jump on our chairs. And my, my shoes are clean. And we should all stand up and shout. Hallelujah! Jesus saves! Hallelujah! I'm sorry I scared you, baby. But let's do that. If someone gets saved today, if one sinner comes to repentance, let's just, can we all get up on the chairs? Yeah, and, and we'll give God a shout. All of heaven's going to rejoice. Then the one, the parable of the one lost coin. That's the second parable of the value of one. The, the lady has ten coins, but she loses one. Now the value of that one coin, that's a whole day's wages. And she, then she, she, she sweeps diligently in a house that's full of bulrushes. There's dirt floor bulrushes falling somewhere. Blown the, there's, no, there's no windows in the little mud house. There's, it's dark and she takes a candle and she's diligently. We ought to be that way. We ought to be diligently seeking for someone. God, send me to someone or send someone to me that needs your life. Just one. Just one. I know I pray the prayer three, but how about one? Just one. I know I'm after 12, but how about just one? God, just send me one. Just want one. Then when she finds that coin, she calls her friends and let's rejoice and listen what, what heaven says. Listen to what heaven says. Likewise, I say to you that there's joy over the, in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. So not only does all of heaven begin to rejoice, Jesus says, now angels, the, it, the, the, the bands of angels, tens of thousands, tens of thousands, my raids, begin to rejoice. When Rod Aguilard got saved that April of, of 1968, I'm telling you, the angels were doing flips. They could not believe what had happened. They said, my God, you saved that ratchet, wretched old, that old ugly, big-eared Cajun, that, that no-good thing. You saved him. And they were jumping. They, they were, their wings were hitting each other. They were so excited. They rejoiced in heaven. And when Mary got saved, the angels rejoiced, and the archangel began to sing. 
Are you with me? Well, don't, don't smile so much. He did the same thing when you got saved. Hallelujah. And then, and the, the, and then the, 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 the waiting father. Just waiting for that one son. I got a prodigal son. He's 48 years old. He's your age, Steve. You're 48. You're 49. 48. He's 48. Is he 48? 47. Had her when she was 10. And uh, he got, he's a multi, well, he became a multimillionaire. I think he spent most of it. Called to preach, trained at our Bible college. Tremendous anointing on his life, but just got in the fast lane, making money and wild women. Left his wife, uh, beautiful wife, Mrs. Louisiana, three years ago. Four grandkids, left them for a stripper. Met in a nightclub, divorced, his wife divorced him under my advisory because he was living in adultery, wanted his mistress, wanted her too, wanted his cake and eat it too. Crazy, just demonized. My son is demonized, but he's coming home. He's got a waiting father. When I see him coming, I'm going to kiss his neck. I'm going to hold him. And the father in heaven is that way. It's his will that no one should perish, but that everyone should come to repentance. And when that one comes home, he said, let's kill the fatted calf. Put a ring on, if you're against rings, say, put a ring on his finger. And let us rejoice, for my son who was blind can now see. My son who was lost is now found. <laughs> Woo! Man, there's nothing like the Holy Spirit coming to a person's life and giving him a new start and a new beginning. Now today I've come. I've come for someone. All of you that are whole, go after one. Quit worrying about your 12, just get one. Then that one will get another one, and that one will get another one, and that's where multiplication begins to happen. It starts with the one. But I, I really feel like I've come for someone that's here, that's sitting. You may be a wounded one. The Father's here to heal your wounded heart. You may be an abused one. God's here to heal the abuse. You may be a lonely one. God's here to fill the hole. In Jesus' name. You may, you may be... Someone with a financial lack, you're in financial duress. The Holy Spirit's here to tell you that everything is going to be all right. Whatever. You may be a depressed one. He took your mental torment that you might have his peace. So you can have peace today. Why do you say that? Because the Father's here. The Holy Spirit's here to bring life and love and laughter to your life. In Jesus' name. Or you just may be that lost sheep that was once in the flock, but you have gone astray. I want to say the great shepherd's here. How do you know he's here? I, I know. I sense his presence here. And he's here gathering his sheep back to him. So if you're a wayward sheep today, i got great news. Today's your day of salvation and deliverance in Jesus' name. Do, do we have a...
musician or do we have a CD or do we have whatever? CD? Okay, we got him coming. Let's just wait on the Holy Spirit. Father, we welcome your presence here. We love you. We thank you today someone's coming home. We thank you today someone's going to get set free. We thank you today that someone's going to get it mentally healed and even physically healed. That today's the day of salvation when the enemy shall come in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard. And the deliverer shall come out of Zion. And his name is Jesus. So as the Holy Spirit speaking to you, if you're that wounded one, if you're the abused one, if you're the sick one, if you're the lonely one, wherever you might, or you might be the, the hell woman or the hell man, or you just might be that lost sheep that's going astray, I, I want you to get up from your seat. God gives grace to the humble. I want you to come up front here and, and we're going to pray for you. And the Holy Spirit's going to touch you. May touch your mind. May touch your heart, your spirit. May touch your body. May touch your finances. May touch whatever, whatever is there. So without any further to ado, I want us all to stand on our feet. And those that need to come, just begin to come. Don't be ashamed. Don't feel like you, you, you don't resist. Don't resist the Holy Spirit. Just yield. He's dealing with you. Just come. Sheba, we love you. Thank God you've come. Thank God you're here today. Aren't you glad you're here today by divine appointment and God sent you here? And gee, I want the pastor's wife to come stand behind you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for the champion. His name is Jesus. Thank you for this young lady, Father. Thank you for Sheba. For the Lord said, I've taken you out of, a, out of other places, and I've taken you out of a hard place. I'm getting ready to bring you into a good place. It's called the land of milk and honey. And the Lord says, you're his girl. You're his sweetheart. And Just put your hand on. I'm not through talking to her. For the Lord said, I'm bringing you to the land of promise and plenty, peace and prosperity to a good land. You've been in a bad land. You've been in a hard land. But the Lord says, I'm setting you free even this day. That I've come to give you great peace. The peace of God is here. The peace of God. But the Lord says, you're my girl. You're my daughter. You're not a throwaway. You're not a bastard. You're not a reject, but you're mine. Today I'm claiming what's mine. You're mine, says the Lord. For I'm your father, you're my daughter, and today we're going to walk together. We're going to love together, and my peace that surpasses all understanding is going to keep your hearts and minds. Said so God, I've been looking, I've been searching. God says you've come to the right place. This is my place. It's a house of healing. It's a house of love. It's a house of wholeness. And the Father said, I'm going to take care of you. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank God. God's not finished yet. God's not finished yet. 
Amen. Uh, Humpty Dumpty had a big fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again, but Jesus could. And Jesus is going to put all the pieces back together again. In Jesus' name. Restoration is coming to your household. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you for it. And I just want to say one more. God's not a respecter of persons. He's rich in all that call. And you're his boy. Amen. Thank God for Steve. Put your hands toward these people up here. There's somebody else that needs to come, that God's dealing with your heart. You're, you're, a, you're a sheep that's been astray, you're, you're, and the Lord's bringing you back. You've been down on yourself. You've been on a guilt trip. You're a guilty one. You've been under condemnation. And I just want to say this word for the body, but for that individual, the blood is greater than any sin. There's no sin. Brother Rod, do you sin? Yes, I still sin. I do some things. I'm impatient. That's sin. At times I, I say things I shouldn't say to my wife. I offend her. That's sin. And, and I, I certainly am not, I am not perfect. But God, thank God for the blood. If I confess my sin, he's faithful and just to forgive my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Now that there's someone here today that the Holy Spirit's dealing with. And, and the person I'm going to right now, I'm not saying you're that person. But, but the Lord just, just drawing me to this man right here. I'm not saying he's the guy. But God said, it's not over with. It's not over with yet. It's not over with. God I'm said, I'm going to make the way before you perfect. I'm going to make your feet like hinds feet and cause you to walk upon your anointed places. And, and I break the power of accusation off of your life in Jesus' name. And the Lord says, no weapon that is formed against you is going to prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in accusation, the Lord said, I'm going to refute it in Jesus' name. So everything's going to be refuted. Everything has come against you because you're his son. You're his boy in Jesus' name. And God says you're first string too. You're not second string. You're not last string, but you're first string. And you're, you'd make a great quarterback on this team. You're a leader. And the, the gift of leadership's on the inside of you. And God's going to restore everything the devil has taken from you in Jesus' name. Let me give you a hug. And don't, don't, don't kill me now. You're a strong guy. You must work out. And you're his wife. Isn't he a wonderful man? That's great. You got a beautiful wife. Aren't you glad you got her? Why don't you hold her? That's great. What a lovely couple. Are y'all part of this church? Amen. If you're not, anybody that's not part of this church, today's the day you ought to come up here. So if you're not a part of this church, you want to be a part, whatever that might mean, why don't you just come right here? Steve, love you, man. Appreciate you. Amen. And, and, yeah, and you're too hard on yourself, Steve. Just got that as you you're too hard on yourself. Come on, let's take it easy. In Jesus' name. And, and God's going to give you a, a, a new understanding of who you are in Christ Jesus, in Jesus' name. He's taking you out of yourself, in Jesus' name. And, and you're going to be a lover of souls, in Jesus' name. God's, God's going to deliver you, and, and you're going to deliver your kids, in Jesus' name. Going to set them free, but just get consecrated. And, and there's your father, right there. There's, look at your spiritual father. You're a Timothy in the house, in Jesus' name. And seek counsel. And, and the Lord's coming to deliver and set free in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you. For
Ecclesiastes 3.1 says it's time to be born, there's a time to die. I'm not saying you, you're going to die. There's a time to cry, there's a time to laugh. There, there's a season and a time and a purpose for everything. God has seasons. He has times. But I see a new season. I see a season of prosperity coming. I see a season of blessings coming. Uh, the enemy has come in like a flood. I quoted that scripture. But when the enemy comes in, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard. And the deliverer shall come out of Zion. And his name is Jesus. And you know why he delivers you? Because he delights in you, period. You don't merit it, and you struggle too much, and you're like Steve here, you're always struggling and striving, and you two guys need to relax in the boat and let Jesus drive the boat. <laughs> Amen. Thank God. And so God, give, give, him, give him a relaxer, not a laxative. Give him a relaxer. God, in Jesus' name. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding is going to keep your hearts. Now, commit that thing to the Lord. And God's going to make every thought and every plan is going to be established. We receive that for him in Jesus' name. Mrs. Stone, is this your, is this your man? Mr. Stone. I met your wife, Lisa Stone. Met her in the, in the hallway. you got a great wife. Isn't that great? That's great. How'd you do it? It's not your lips. <laughs> Just the Lord gave you favor with. How long y'all been married? Five years. Five years. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. I quoted the scripture to someone in the back. Just God's going to make the way before you perfect. God's going to make your feet like hinds feet and cause you to walk upon your anointed places. Two is going to put 10,000 to flight. When my, my wife and I are in a storm, two hands come together. Two hearts come together. And we push the enemy out. And, and, and man of God, the, wife, the Lord wants you to take your wife by her hand and push the storm back. Push the opposition back. Where two agree as touching anything, it should be done by a father which is in heaven. Two that are in harmony. Who can be in more harmony than a husband and wife? One flesh, one mind, one spirit. Now we're going to win the day, but you're going to lead the day. You're the leader and she's the follower. You're the boss and no, I won't say she's the boss, <laughs> but, but you understand what I'm saying? You're going to have to take the bull by the horns, guy. You, you know, it's one thing for her to pray, but when you pray, when the head leads, when the head deals, it's over with. And so God wants you to take the bull by the horns and say, wife, we're going in for it. And we're going to win the day. Are you with me in Jesus' name? And so, Father, he's going to call those things that be not as though they were. This thing that's standing against them. We speak grace, grace to that mountain. Be thou removed now. In Jesus' name, this home's coming into order. This home is coming in a divine order. This man's taking his place as the head. In Jesus' name. And God, we command the demons of hell to loose everything that's come against them. In Jesus' name. We thank you for it by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank God. Isn't that beautiful? you got pretty blue eyes. Just lift up. you got a husband here? You married? Okay. Well, let's agree for him. Wherever he's at. 
I see a big troll. You ever see these, these fishermen that, that throw these nets out and they pull in and they're experts at it? I watched them on the side of the riverbanks in Louisiana and canals throw the net. I see the Holy Spirit throwing the net out now. And I see your husband as the big fish and, and throwing the net out. And you've been through a lot. You've been wounded. You've been hurt. You've been abused. And you're one of the wounded ones and one of the hurt ones. And the Holy Spirit said he's come today to heal the brokenhearted. I've come today to heal. The Lord says you're not bad. You're not a bad girl. You're not, you're not, a, you're not a wicked woman. But you're a good woman because I made you good, says the Lord. Quit looking at your flaws and quit looking at your faults. And quit looking at things that others have seen and spoken down to you. That's not, that's not the Father. That's not the Holy Spirit. You, your spirit is good. Your spirit is excellent. You're a good woman in Jesus' name. For the Lord said, I've come this day to set you free from all the condemnation, all the unworthiness, and every wound and every hurt. We speak healing now, Father. We forgive. First of all, we forgive and we loose them and we let them go. They don't know what they're doing. We just forgive them, Father, because you commanded us to forgive. Beverly, come here and put your hand on her belly. And out of this belly is going to flow rivers of life now. I see rivers of love. I see laughter coming. There, there may be weeping for the night, but joy is coming in the morning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And that bitter thing is going to turn sweet. In Jesus' name. And what the enemy has meant to destroy you, God says, I've come this day to edify you. To tell you that everything is going to be all right. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Another one. Another one. Thank God for will. Hallelujah. How many of you know Will? Let's all come back around here by Will. Let's gather around Will. Will, a gatherer. You're going to be a gatherer in the house. Gathering. And I'm just bringing all these sheep around here. You're going to gather sheep in this house. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And all that intimidation that's been against your mind. And that, that sense of I can't do it. And uh, I'm just not man enough or whatever, the lack that you may sense. And the enemy comes to bombard you, and he comes to tell you, Will, you, you, it's over with. You can't. You, you're not. You're not. And unhappiness, and, and, and just, it just seems like nothing seems to be going right, and everything seems to be going wrong. But the Lord said, I've dried up the streams that the river might flow in Jesus' name. He said, God, the streams are dried up, and I'm dry inside. I'm just dry, and I'm empty inside. But God says, I've come this weekend to tell you that a new day has started. There's been a new beginning. That's, uh, I see the rivers opening. I see the Red Sea opening. I see you going through it in Jesus' name. I see laughter coming now. I see joy coming in Jesus' name. And what the enemy meant to destroy your life and destroy your home, all that's been turned around now. We're going to forget the past. The past will not determine your future, says the Lord. But my presence, my presence will now determine your future in Jesus' name. And everything is going to be all right in Jesus' name. And what man cannot do, with man it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. All you've got to do, what Mary said, you just got to say, yes, Lord. Just say, yes, Lord, Will. And I'm going to pray for you and Christy on an often basis. I'm praying for your pastor and his wife during the week. And I'm going to add you to that list along with Tim and Casey. Casey said she needs prayer. And I'm going to add him to the list. And I'm going to love you, man. I'm going to love you from southeast Louisiana. Hallelujah.
Praise God. And that first duck I knocked down in the morning, that first duck I knocked, I'm going to shoot his breast off. I'm going to thank you and I'm going to pray for you. He's a duck hunter. Now, I don't pray for many people when I'm hunting, but I'm going to pray for you tomorrow. I love you. Give me a hug. Love you. God bless you. Hey, sweetheart. How you doing? I met you briefly this morning. Oh, you did in Father's house. You were there with your pastor, or? Okay. Okay. What's your name? Margie. 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 Pudding pie. Kick the devil in the eye. Hey, Margie. It's good to see you. It's good to be with you again, Father. This, this, this is your girl, and I hear the strength of heaven is coming. What you cannot do, His strength will do. So, God, I'm so weak. I'm so weak. I'm so undone. Casey, just come put your hand on her belly and just begin to put your hand around her. I'm going to give you a little daddy's hug in Jesus' name. Paul said, God, take, take this away. Take this thorn away. Take this opposition away. Take these prisons away. Take these beatings away. He was so persecuted. But the Lord says, I'm not taking it away. But in your weakness, my strength is being perfected. And Margie, strength is coming. Strength for another day. Let me, let me share these three raiments with you real quick. Just feel led to share them. I think they're for you. When I was going to Atlanta to rescue with Randall Terry and Keith Tusi during the rescue days of abortion, anti-abortion days, I was going to prison. I knew that. We were going to sit in front of meals and trespass, and they were going to pick us up, Buddhists and, and, and holding cells. And, and I was not a lawbreaker, but I knew the unborn had a right to live. And the Lord gave me three words as I was headed to Atlanta. Number one, your sheep led to the slaughter. I didn't like that word. But in our suffering, we learn his grace. And the second thing he said to me, you're not in the devil's hands. You're in my hands. Margie, you're not in the devil's hands. You're not even in the hands of all state. You're in the hands of God. And you're God's little girl. And you're beautiful. Third thing he said to me, you got grace for the day. You don't have grace for tomorrow. You don't have grace for yesterday. Grace means favor, but it means more. It means strength. God's strength to live. So Margie, we're going to have to take it one day at a time. Grace for the day. So in the morning at the feet of Jesus, I want you to get grace. And I'm going to, I'm going to release grace. Father, the same anointing I preached with, I release it into her spirit. That great grace, great peace is coming. In the midst of the storm, and I speak peace to your storm, grace and peace from our Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. It's okay. It's okay. You can... Isn't that beautiful? It's beautiful. Are you you here? You got a husband? Is he here? He's at work. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. What's your name? Lena. Lena. God has a plan for Lena. You remember the, the Jeremiah scripture. You're so familiar with I'm sure. His plans toward you are not evil, but his plans are good. God's got a good plan for your life, Lena. And what the enemy has meant to harm, the Holy Spirit takes that and moves it around. 
I quoted this scripture to a lady yesterday. It's coming back up in my spirit. He's seen your tossing and turnings through the night. He's recorded your tears in a book. He knows everything that hurts you. He knows everything that bothers you. But this day, we cry to him for help. And the tide of laying his battle begins to turn. Battle in Jesus' name. We command you, turn in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. And what's your name? Christy. That's great, Christy. Ah, you're uptight. Just loosen up a little bit. You're tight. You're tight. It's been a hard day. It's been a hard week. It's been a hard life, hasn't it? Are you a member of this church? Yeah. What, and your name is? Christy. Christy. You know Christy? She's in your cell. She's in your cell. Amen. Christy, you're a sweetheart. Yeah, you're, you're a sweetheart. You're good. You're good. You're, you're, you're like the pastor's wife. You're teachable, you're tender, you're sweet, you're submissive. If the word of the Lord says it, I believe it, and I, I receive it in me. And the seed of the uncompromising righteous, your seed's going to be delivered in Jesus' name. And he said, I'm your Jehovah Jireh. I am the Lord, your provider. Provision is coming to your household in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I see the well filling up. I see a well that's been dry, but I see the well filling up. That's provision, says the Lord, coming to your house. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap off for Christmas. Hallelujah. Praise God, brother. Yeah, that's, a, that's right. That's right. Isn't that, that, isn't that beautiful? That you know her? You know Christy? Yeah, but you, you love her, apparently. Amen. And need another hand, Casey. Casey, are you in a cell? Yes. Whose cell are you in? Where's Dot? Dot, come here and with Casey. Amen. Dot, you know her? She's a good woman. Amen. Jesus. Lord Jesus, I thank you for great grace upon her life. And the scripture comes to me, the mercies of the Lord in you every morning. And great is his faithfulness. One of the attributes of our Father is that He's merciful. The Bible said that He's plenteous in mercy. That word mercy means He's ready to forgive. He's ready to heal. He's ready to restore. And He's ready to provide. And, and the great news is that He's not a respecter of persons. He's rich unto all that call. And your name again? Andrea. He's rich unto you this day. In Jesus' name. And I release the mercy of God. Father, I remind you of your covenant promise that your mercies, your loving kindness is unto the heavens and your faithfulness is unto the clouds. God, in Jesus' name, this is your girl, Father. She's your covenant daughter. And God, you're moving heaven for her now. You're moving the obstacles out of her pathway, the hindrances that have come to tell her that it's not going to be all right. But God, you've come this day to tell her that everything is going to be all right. That God, you're bringing her to the place of all right in Jesus' name. In the midst of adversity, God, you're not her adversary. But Father, you are her friend, you are her father, and you are her fortress. We release that into her life in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think I'll just take a little run. Hallelujah.
You all right? You okay? Amen. Love you, man.